0: Welcome to Amity X. In this episode, we have a chat with a departing executive principal, Mr. Denis Erdogan. Mr. Erdogan studied a bachelor of education and teaching in physics in university. Since then, he has taught physics in Turkmenistan and came to Australia in late 1998. He started as a founding principal of our Illawarra campus for two years before he moved to Melbourne for 10 years and worked in a boys' high school before moving again to Perth to be a principal for three years working with K-12. In 2014, He returned back to Sydney and Amity College to take the post of Executive Principal and has successfully been that for the past 8 years. Welcome to Episode 3 of Amity Connects. So, I'd like to welcome you to Amity Connects. Hodram, it, this honestly, it's an absolute honour to be able to have an interview with you on your very last day as being Executive Principal of Amity College. One, I'm going to go straight into it, um, one key aspect all leaders should have is being able to establish leadership regardless of the position of the society or community they are leading. In our case, this would be a schooling community where students, staff and parents are engaging in multiple events held by the school. Obviously, we also have the Student Council. So through all these events and initiatives, how do you build leadership in our school?
1: Okay, first of all, I would like to thank you uh, for spending some time and having an interview with me on my last day. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, for me, not only for today, but for the past eight years. Uh, yeah, today is my last day and uh, I've got some mixed feelings about it but uh, when, when, when change comes to your way in life I think smart way is just to embrace it and, and cherish it and move forward yeah. because there are many, many changes in life and uh, you can't just stick with the past and you, you have to move forward. So yes, uh, about leadership. Uh, I believe in empowerment of leadership, and I believe that a good leader should be able to find out some new talents uh, from whether from middle leaders or from student leaders and just empower them and leave legacy behind that's this what I believe and my interest in student leadership. Started years ago, and and I always had very high value uh, in student representative councils, SRC. Uh, but I wasn't seeing SRC as just normal fundraising uh, activity, source, or just uh, doing some environmental. Pre- they're all nice, but I think student leadership should be a little bit broader than that, and more empowered, and, and taking some more leadership roles and, and, and talking about some global issues and showing responsibility and taking their part in, in, in solving those issues. Uh, so I, I look at the leadership a little bit broader than classic, as I say. Yeah. Right.
2: Something that is important, wait, is that it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, something that is important as a leader is fostering effective leadership School communities are probably some of the most productive, intellectually active, culturally diverse communities in the world. And in these communities, again, people from students, staff and parents are involved. Due to this, maintaining this important relationship and showing that school is more than a place of learning content, but a place to learn more about the world we are unaware of. Following that, what are some ways that you connect with your school community?
1: That's a great question. Thank you because uh, it allows me to reflect how I see our school and its significance uh, in community aspect. Uh, First of all I see our school, not this school but all schools should be that way. Schools are part of community and and schools should be open to community and have uh, effective uh, communication with wider community uh, because every single child goes through schooling and that gives an uh, excellent opportunity for teachers to shape them to mold them and to prepare them for the life and after they graduate they become of course continue and they, they, they continue their, their their life within community and you you can't detach yourself from community. so you, schools are not silos the schools are are not de- uh, detachable from the community, it is a part of the community. And in that regard, we had a very close relationship with our uh, school community. When I say school community, it started with our parents, of course, but not only limited with parents. If there are some community establishments, for example, I just remember now one, there was a lot people for peace in Elawara, in our Wollongon uh, campus, or Elawara campus. And the principal just he said, uh, he, he rang me and asked me uh, to give me permission about uh, to take part in that new establishment. There, there, there was a new platform, peace platform, Lower People for Peace." And I said to the principal, "Anything with peace, just be part of it." And, and then they joined in that platform, and it is very active platform in the Lower Region. And again, during those years, we, we started our leadership, uh, our, our connections with our uh, school leaders, principals, I mean principals and principals. And, and also, we also had uh, our ifta dinners with student leaders, uh, when I say student leaders, I mean SRC prefects or captains, vice captains, we, uh, we, we invited them. To our school to have uh, iftadas, so we were aiming to build uh, to build the relationship with our wider community with those initiatives. Although we couldn't do it in the past two years because of COVID, but it is uh, in our calendar, uh, annual calendar all the time, and we would like to do that.
0: Hadram, obviously, Amity College has been very connected with the community as you have, excuse me, as you have mentioned. Yeah. but. What would you say is one of your most favorite initiatives that Amity College has taken part in? Uh,
1: the most significant, when I look at the past eight years, uh, NEA, uh, there are very nice achievements <laughs> that we were able to uh, make it uh, through with, with our leadership team. And one of them is definitely a very active assassin and connected with Saga, Shula MIT Graduates Association. Uh, that connection is very valuable to me. Uh, alumni uh, and student leadership. Uh, I think I, I, I just say student leadership student leadership is uh, inception of the alumni and uh, there is a continuum of that relationship uh, starting with student leadership and alumni. That's, that's one area uh, definitely that we can uh, reflect upon, uh, and a couple of other things is again as I said, uh, this iftar dinners with uh, school leaders and student leaders, and uh, maths cup. Uh, these are our significant achievements uh, that we all witnessed in the past eight years. Actually, maths cup started a lot earlier.
0: As a principal, teaching and learning is your main goal to achieve. Obviously, teaching takes time, patience, knowledge in their respective subjects, being able to understand students and how they learn. But in order for this to happen, teachers obviously go through an entire process that teaches them how to do the aforementioned and over time and through experience, they become experts, right? But students are here to learn and each student learns in a different way. There are multiple classes and year levels in order to get All of this and more done successfully requires a lot of expertise and patience, but above all, vision. As leaders, we are expected to execute everything and make sure it is successful. However, one aspect of leadership people overlook is vision. Vision is crucial in leadership as through that leaders can develop a plan or create a chart that allows them to lead and execute tasks in a certain way to ensure they get that said task at hand done to the best of their capability, but also those who are following the guidelines. So my question to you is, what are you hoping teaching and learning look like in your school and how do you communicate that vision?
1: Okay, at the beginning of this year, we uh, revisited our mission and vision statement and we uh, wanted to highlight our strategic intent uh, with our senior executive. And then we rolled out this to our middle leaders and we discuss about this with our teachers in, in general. Uh, in our revisited uh, mission statement, I think I should start by mentioning that, uh, our, our revisited mission and vision statement. In our mission statement, uh, we we had a very short, succinct, and uh, easy to remember uh, mission statement. Uh, that is nurturing responsibility, That is our philosophy. And establishment of this SRC or SAGA is a reflection of that nurturing responsibility. Because we want to raise our generations, responsible generations, uh, responsible to some global issues, to their own issues in their community, and and lead them. And so the first statement of mission, first part of the mission statement is nurturing responsibility. Inspiring excellence is the second. So, nurturing responsibility, inspiring excellence. Yes, we want our students to excel, not only academically, but in arts, in sports, in various forms of achievement. And again, when we say achievement, we don't narrow uh, ourselves with an academic aspect, Uh, Because achievement, the the definition of achievement changes, uh, I guess, from person to person. Uh, for me, a uh, student uh, understanding the global issues, environmental issues, and doing something about this, and taking a an very active role is is a great achievement. Or having a very good relationship with with his friends, with his peers, or with her peers, and uh, just trying to become very helpful in the need uh, at the time of need and that is an achievement. So it doesn't have to be uh, all about GPA GPA or or ATA. So it is is much broader than that. So our mission, as I I, I repeat, uh, nurturing responsibility, inspiring excellence. And our vision, our vision is navigating today and that has become more meaningful. It is making more sense in the past two years, with all uh, the challenges that we are going through as students, as school, and as teachers, and as a, as a community. Uh, so navigating today. So to be able to navigate today, I think you need to be equipped with necessary skills. For example, you need to be very resilient, and you need to be resourceful, and you you need to have very strong you need to have very strong interpersonal skills, and you you should be able to uh, help each other, collaborate, and cooperate with each other. That's, that's navigating today. Why do we, do we need that? Because we need to get through today's challenges. And what is our ambition? Our ambition is shaping tomorrow. So this is our vision. Navigating today, navigating today, shaping tomorrow is our vision. Yes we would like to shape tomorrow. It, it, it sounds a bit big, very big word, but shaping tomorrow, the person should shape he, uh, his or her own. Tomorrow, initially, family, friends, and wider community. Whatever the life will bring to to that person, uh, he or she will will utilize all the opportunities and to be able to shape tomorrow. That is very integral part of our pastoral care initiatives as well, Uh, with social justice projects. I'm sure you're aware of many social justice projects that we are undertaking. So that is, again, nurturing responsibility and and we're trying to raise our generations our students with the idea of shaping tomorrow okay, so in coming back to your question teaching and learning uh, we don't want to teach only math and science or english yeah that is a lot more subjects uh, that is teaching subjects is, is what all schools do and that is your obligation anyway and we, we, we're talking about preparing our students for future and giving them, equipping them with lifelong skills. Uh, so we're just trying to give in their hands a lens that they can apply to every new challenge. Uh, if you're able to uh, raise you with those qualities, with those attributes, whatever you, you will do, wherever you will be, you'll be utilizing them in, in every profession or in every capacity.
0: That, that was really insightful, sir. So, but like, can you explain to us how you've communicated that vision? How have you stepped out of our boundaries? How have you, I guess, relayed this onto students, teachers and staff to do all the things you just said, like inspire the students to, well, go out there, explore the so many possibilities that are out there. So how have you communicated this vision?
1: Okay, the, the one of the, the most significant ways, uh, the uh, important ways uh, that we're trying to do, uh, is uh, with pastoral care activities, uh, and with this new, uh, with this new vision and mission, mission and vision statement uh, being revisited, we had a very clear understanding among staff. And in the second part, in the second half of this year, uh, we were about to roll this out to our student leaders, and we we're going to have, we we're going to have a special chat with our SRC students as well. We want, we wanted to have your your question just reminded me one of the undone, unfinished job as well. Unfortunately, maybe I can just uh, mention this to to Adam uh, and to carry over uh, in, in future. Uh, when we visited our mission and vision statement with our strategic intent, we realized that one integral component of that uh, should be our, our students. Although we rolled this out and we discussed in a lengthy way, in a lengthy manner with our teachers, uh, I think we should be talking about this in that clarity with our students as well, starting with our student leaders and then rolling this out to all. and nurturing responsibility inspiring excellence mission statement and vision statement is navigating today and uh, shaping tomorrow these are the elements uh, of our educational philosophy and that is visible uh, in in uh, our everyday practice uh, we didn't come up with these statements overnight so we had uh, very lengthy discussions so we narrowed this down and we had we had eight different workshops with, uh, with our uh, senior executive uh, leadership uh, roles and leaders, and, and our middle leaders. We, we looked through our strength and our improvement areas, and what are the attributes of our school uh, that we are offering to, to our community. So this came through. so it wasn't very much a big difference than the previous years. I think it was verbalized in a, a lot more succinct and better way. And uh, with, tr- with, with our pastoral care uh, and with all of other extracurricular activities, we are trying to instill the, these sort of elements in our students' uh, teaching and learning. With uh, our future ambition of uh, changing pastoral care to well-being, we would like to have more opportunity. We would like, we're going to have more opportunity to instill these sort of elements in our well-being classes, and not only after hours, but during school hours as well. That is our ambition, uh, and there are, that is our aim for 2023. Uh, so, in 2022, we will be rolling out. We'll be working on 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 this, uh, and we had our. Uh, we had meetings with our pastoral care leaders, with our student leaders, uh, with our school leaders recently, and, and we are determined, and they are determined because I will be moving on, but they are determined to work on this threat to 2022. And as of 2023, you'll be seeing more of this during school hours.
0: Hodram, you just mentioned something that that these initiatives they're going to be more prominent in 2023 than 2022. If Per se, you were still at Amity College as, a, as our executive principal. How would you lead it in order for it to be successful and really out there?
1: Uh, I think keeping momentum is is very important uh, when, when it is when when you are making a change. Uh, if you don't revisit that on a regular basis, then you easily lose uh, momentum. And unfortunately, in the past two, this is this is not new that we, we were trying to. Achieve this well-being transformation. Uh, it's been in our agenda for, for for the past one and a half years, two years. But because of the COVID interruption, especially this year, unfortunately, uh, it got delayed significantly. So for this to be successful, uh, yes, I would have uh, had those meetings on a regular basis and uh, have a little more. Uh, Meetings with our teachers and with our student uh, leaders and students as well, and have some sort of surveys of what what their expectations are uh, around well-being, uh, and just utilizing different opinions from all stakeholders uh, would have gained a different dimension to this preparation for next year for for the following year.
2: Yeah, so um as humans we we all make bad decisions and good decisions, and furthermore I'd um can you please tell us about a time when you had to make a bad decision that you know would be unpopular? How did you handle the pushback and backlash?
1: okay, uh, it's funny that you asked this question because you, just yesterday we had a discussion uh, with our some with some of our primary principles. And bad decisions that I made, I I guess, was uh, changing uh, RFF relief from face-to-face teaching time for primary, uh, for primary teachers, and went down from five to four. And how we responded to that, so we realized it wasn't working well, and uh, our teachers... We were overstressing, and we changed this. That for after after trialing of one year, we changed back to five. That was the bad decision, I guess. Uh, maybe I can come back to this question uh, because there was one more, but I can't recall right now. Uh, that wasn't very much popular decision that I made, uh, but I can't remember right That's now. But because the yesterday discussion was very new in my mind, I just uh, I can just say <laughs> that clearly. Yes, it was so a bad good. decision.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to move on to more of a career leadership perspective now. Every career path, whether it be an artist, musician, or scientist, will have mountains to climb. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge you have had with your specific role, right? And how did you overcome it? My biggest
1: challenge as, uh, as executive principal during these past eight years, uh, this position, this senior executive role is kind of uh, not making your connection possible with your students and with teachers, because the most of the time you deal with uh, principals and or some leaders. Uh, I'm not in staff rooms, unfortunately. I'm not in the schoolyard discussing the issues with students and having uh, some discussions with them because of my role. Uh, That is the negative aspect of my uh, my role, but someone has to do this role. <laughs> uh, my kids, when they were young, uh, they, are, they are at MIT as well. They were questioning what I've been doing all day long in my room, and they were saying, Curiosity. Uh, curious. And they were saying, All schools have their own principals, they don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were very straightforward. Uh, but oh, oh, of course, the coordinating. And, and dealing with some interesting and challenging situations is, uh, is executive uh, principal's role. And giving some strategic decisions or strategic directions is executive uh, principal's uh, role. But my, my challenge is not having that direct connection with students and with teachers. That, that was my absolute challenge. Yeah. So I say myself, maybe I should put it that way, uh, when I was principal, of a uh, direct principal of a school, for example, in my 30s or in my uh, years, uh, I was more uh, having direct relationship. Uh, I was having direct relationship with students and, and teachers. Uh, I, I miss those days, especially when I was in class and teaching. In this role, in the principal role, uh, I stopped teaching in class, and that, that is one aspect that I miss a lot.
2: Alright. As leaders, leaders, we continuously strive to learn and become our best selves. We can do this through workshops or even through the experiences of life itself. So, that leads me to the question. What is the most important lesson you have learned over your whole career?
1: Okay. uh, Listening. Listening to people. Active listening. Responsive listening uh i'm glad that I just recently completed my coaching course uh it is international course and it it upskills you in terms of your coaching skills and mentoring not man- mentoring not coaching uh but how you differentiate that from uh, uh from from mentoring and the the key aspect of it is uh listening to people's issues, even if you are unable to solve them to their desire, but you got to acknowledge their issues, uh, and you genuinely work uh, towards solution uh, to solve those issues. Whether you are able to, or if the circumstances don't uh, allow you to solve uh, as they expected, but at least you would have uh, put some decent effort in solving those issues. So active listening and having a genuine intent uh, to try to uh, attend those issues uh, with empathy. I think that is very significant uh, aspect that we as all leaders, we should not forget about.
0: Hajam, you just mentioned listening and empathy. For example, someone, whether it be it could be anyone right yep. if someone struggles to do those things and how, how would you advise them to you know to start doing those things like would it be you know taking particular classes or you know talking to people like such as yourself who have learned learned the, the importance of empathy and listening so what and how would you advise someone to do those things okay
1: so as as humans as human beings we learn a lot of things by just observing and by having a chat uh, with people around us. And I'm sure uh, if, 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 if you're struggling in one area, the, the immediate thing that you would be doing is how other people uh, are able to achieve this. And what I, do I have any examples, any role models around I me? Mean, do I have any mentor that I can go to? and then have a chat about this because if if you are looking at, a, 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 at one thing this for example from this angle you only see this face and uh, if you you may need a different angle you may need a different perspective and another person may provide you with that different perspective so uh, just having uh, Mentors or other people, your friend. It doesn't have to be very knowledgeable, very wise man around you. Even your friend, uh, and and that brings me to a very, very, very significant uh, aspect that I want to discuss uh, or maybe r- relay the message to you. Uh, I guess having your friendship, whether you are as a, as a student or as as colleagues as as teachers. Uh, having your circle of uh, friends and your uh, relationship platform is extremely important. If it is healthy and, and productive one, you, would be, you, you are more likely to make positive and correct decisions. If uh, your friendship circle is, is not a positive one, of course you can ex- expect to make some bad decisions as well. So in that regard, your friends, and your teachers, your mentors around you, uh, they will provide a significant uh, platform of that decision-making and just having uh, consultation with them. That, that is important.
0: Hodran, I don't think anyone can stress how important it is to have a good role model in your life. Yeah. And honestly, if you just look around ourselves today, we are surrounded by role models, whether, whether it be people in our wider community such as... I guess, premiers of the state, or community leaders as well, such as principals, student council or members, or even you know just your parents or cousins. Anyone can be a role model. And it really is important to have role models these days because they help us become our better selves, which, is, which at the end of the day, which is exactly what we want to become. Yeah. And you also talked about empowerment, I guess, a couple of moments ago. Yeah. And role models, they really empower us and they show us what needs to be done to bring out our best selves. And yeah. it's really important that we do so. Can I,
1: can I just highlight the, the, with that role model thing? Uh, we don't need to find out some superheroes around us. Absolutely. Normal, ordinary people, just your friend in your class, uh, or your relative, your nephew, your niece, so anyone in your family can be your superhero in that moment as well. Uh, I, I think we need to learn, how to look and appreciate the little things in our lives. It doesn't have to be Hollywood scale all the time.
0: Yeah, that, that really goes on the set. Uh,
1: so very small acts, very small things. When you notice in your life, they become the moment of enlightenment. And moment that you start changing your direction in your life. And ha- having those sort of genuine friends they they can act as your superheroes or your, your not, not superheroes but as your role models. so it can be as simple as having a morning chat with your uh, with your mates
0: yeah. something my mom my mother always tells me is that your friends help make who you are that's and true. that 's so true, especially in today 's society because. Whether it be in class, out in the playground, even not during school, we're always hanging out with our friends and we become, the per- the- we become who we are because of those around us. That's and so if true. you surround yourself with, you know, great people, great role models and, you know, just people who can really bring out your best selves, I mean, it's going yes. to happen naturally to you.
1: Yeah, that's so important. Yeah.
0: Hodrom, my next question to you is, in today's world, education is an extremely valued aspect of life. Being a principal means being in a high leadership position, but also highly contributing to the education of the next generation. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone starting out in your career?
1: Okay, uh, our roles are very influential roles, but at the same time, uh, it comes with a very big responsibility. So if we cannot fulfill that responsibility properly, and, and there is accountability, uh, I don't mean, I don't mean the, obviously there are accountability in, in, in legal aspects as well, but I mean more ethically, ethical responsibility as well. Whether I have fulfilled my duties properly, whether I have done the, the necessary things that I should be doing. So these are all burning questions. Uh, I believe. I believe not only not only for for principals but for teachers. Uh, what I can say, uh, I see teaching as uh, a sacred, very noble profession that started with prophets in in humanity, and uh, it is all about enlightening. It's all it's all about uh, being selfless and trying to help people around you and. Uh, especially in, in your teaching role uh, when you're dealing with your students students they're, they're young and they, they need guidance and they will make some uh, make they will make some bad decisions maybe they will make some mistakes and, and it is why we are there as, as, as teachers and to shape them to mold them to make them better self in, in, in future and uh, in, in the past few years I'm not attending I'm not attending a new teacher's interview uh, directly most of the time Uh, but in the past when I was asking uh, new teachers, uh, when I asked questions in in a new teacher's interview, I I used to ask what are the two or a couple of most significant aspects of teaching. The answer that I was looking for is love, respect and care. These are the three words that every teacher, to me, of course, this is this, this answer changes from person to person. But in my understanding of teaching, you gotta love your students and care for your students, and and respect them. And the respect if you if you respect your students, and and it will come to you uh, as a respect. It's it's, it's a mutual relationship, it's a mutual relationship, especially. Uh, These days, the the humanity changed a lot. So when when I was, I'm 50 years old now, when I was at at your age, uh, students, student-teacher relationship was very different than than these days.
0: Can you explain how it was different? How it was uh,
1: more uh, respect was expected towards towards, uh, teachers, from students uh but now I understand it is not only one way uh, it is it's mutual and you have to understand everyone's uh, circumstances and 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 show a genuine interest in 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 their uh in the circumstances and then try to be helpful and if you care for your students uh and human beings are very intelligent beings and we are uh, we can understand if, if a teacher or if a principal cares about us, or if he or she just talks to us for the sake of talking. So we can understand that. So Absolutely. You, you, you don't have to be super genius to understand. So even a two-year-old, three-year-old, four, five, four-five-year-old uh, toddlers—they can understand if you're caring. Uh, so genuine intent is the most important thing, and uh, with with love. Uh, I would like to uh, clarify that a bit. Uh, teachers need to love their students with their mistakes. That is very significant, uh, maybe a powerful claim, but we, we have to do that. So if you, can't, if you can't love our students with their mistakes and see them as an improvement area to work in space, uh, then I think we cannot succeed in this profession.
2: Alright. So, did you always want to be a principal?
1: No, I didn't want to be a principal. <laughs> I was very happy in my, in my class. Yeah. That is one of the worst things that happened to my career to become principal because I used to love my students and I was mm-hmm. very happy with them.
0: It's <laughs> uh, very interesting. And
1: and that's why during my principalship years, when I was a direct principal at school, I always had my connection with students and teaching physics or maths in class. And the time that I was in class, I was forgetting about all the difficulties on principal position because I was with my students. And but unfortunately, in this role, in this role, uh, I've most of the time I find myself confined in a very restrictive, restricted place and I use this analogy uh, I was a lion in savannas <laughs> previously and now they put me in New York City Zoo <laughs> and all I need to do I lost my connection with nature all I need to do at 12pm just to entertain uh, the crowd by just roaring, and then they, they, they just bring me. Uh, if you have watched Madagascar, uh, yeah. I watched it a couple, many, many times with my kids. Uh, I, I just uh, resemble myself to, to the Alex
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a brilliant an- analogy.
1: Uh, all I need to do is just at, the twa- at the 12 pm just wait for the crowd and then just make a show and they, they would bring me the stakes and then they would just uh, look after me with my nails, and with my uh, hair and everything, and they they're they looking after me very well. and so But I lost my connection with nature. yeah And that, that, con, that, that uh, nature to me is my life with students and unfortunately I lost it.
0: Yeah, just going off that um, previous, what you just mentioned, If you could describe an effective school principal in three words, what would they be?
1: Okay. Only three words. Uh, Visionary. Empathetic. And the third word would be having great interpersonal skills.
0: When you say great interpersonal skills, do you mean it between students? With everyone. With everyone, right, okay. Staff? Anyone. Like good
1: communication? uh, Good communication, yes. I say uh, a couple of years back, I used to have uh, a presentation to new young uh, teachers. Uh, and that presentation was called uh, Good and Effective Communication. And in that presentation, I, 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 I met that presentation a couple of times, and I said, if you are not a good communicator, if uh, you don't have to listen and how to communicate, you will suffer in this profession. All right. Because half of teaching to me is communication. Half of teaching is communication. And if you're not communicating well, regardless of your content knowledge, you are, you are unable to deliver that content because your communication skill is not there. Yeah.
2: So, as we know, you are departing Emily College this year. After how many years, uh, I mean, after all these years, you must have developed a great connection with a community. And since students become adults, teachers become even more professional educators, but, with all lead, um, but all leaders leave a mark, whether it be a specific change in the community or a single person or even a brand. What will be your fingerprints on this school and the Amdi brand after you leave? Uh,
1: okay, uh, I think... Uh, I wouldn't be able to say this is my legacy or this is my fingerprint, so it'll be too... Uh, too much ego for me to say that uh, but I, what I would like to say
0: maybe you uh, can say what impact you okay, have
1: what, what, what I would like to say is it gives me enormous amount of satisfaction and enormous amount of pleasure uh, mixed with gratitude to our creator uh, because if, if there are good things that that is happening in our lives we cannot own it uh, entirely uh, we have to uh, because we we are not creating every single contributing factor. yes, we may make some decisions about it, but we cannot own it up completely so it gives me an uh, enormous amount of pleasure when I see my ex students coming to this profession and choosing teaching as a uh, as a career and Uh, relaying this flag and and become the new flag bearers for future because this is uh, this duty has to to be passed on to future generations with some dedicated people and uh, when I think of my past my Melbourne years my initial Wollongong years and now these years Uh, I think I can, uh, just just yesterday I was just thinking about how many students would I have uh, that I taught in the the past and they had chosen teacher profession. Uh, I think it would be more than 10, uh, maybe around 15. And some of them are in very significant roles. And, And this year, for example, we had two of our principals, Auburn principal. And the lower principal, they are actually my ex students from Melbourne.
0: Oh wow. And and wow.
1: Your, and your Hoca, head of curriculum, is my ex student from Melbourne. So that, that gives me enormous amount of joy and hope actually for, for future.
0: It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Alright, Hocam, my last question to you is what is one question you wish we had asked you and how would you have answered that? Okay. See, how you ask
1: me was the bad decision that I made and uh, I, although I couldn't recall the exact uh, bad decision but I would have uh, liked to ask what is my best decision? Yeah, Hodgeham, answer uh, it. We'd love to know. <laughs> about this. Uh, my best decision, I guess, was uh, Adam's Garden.
0: Yeah. It's a wonderful uh, place. For those who don't know, Adam's Garden is actually um, is actually a garden here in the presence campus at the back of our well campus, um, and it is dedicated dedicated to um, Adam Goss, who unfortunately passed away in a tragic crash, I believe this year, this the, January, at the beginning of this yeah. year. January, January this year, this year, yeah. So his his
1: passing uh, was very tragic, and, and, if, and it affected a lot of students and teachers. And, and also, uh, he had a beautiful character. And his beautiful character united everyone after his passing. Yes. Uh, and that, I guess, has given comfort in the board that we didn't hesitate to call that place as Adam's Garden. And that is our best decision.
0: Yeah. And what, so, something that um, I've always reflected on, it's... It's always unfortunate events that bring us together. That's right. And that I believe needs to change. That we should be together and we should always be helping each other, as leaders, as students, as citizens of this world. We should always be united to fix or face, I should say, any challenges that come our way. And it it shouldn't always be tragedy. It should always be positives. And we should always look towards the future with, I guess, bright eyes and a positive mindset as we mentioned in this episode vision vision is very important if we can lay out a good plan if we can have a good vision and if we can spread that vision among people I believe we can achieve it and our school motto again uh, we've mentioned this in previous episodes it it does it so well inspire explore and achieve and we should all do our best to inspire explore and achieve and with that motto I can promise you we will all be successful if we hold it close to our hearts Thank you, it's very insightful,
1: uh, insightful uh, message uh, from very, uh, from, from a person at your age, at a very young, young age to understand its significance. And, and I can relate that to our nurturing responsibility. And, and yeah. I thank you for making the couple of sentences that you just made, Nea. Uh Because nurturing responsibility is also uh, a target Goal for our students, for our young leaders like yourself as well. And and notion responsibility is trying to instill and trying to role model some good positive behavior within your student cohort as well. Uh, because we do have responsibility towards one another. That is your responsibility too. Uh, you don't have to be adult to accomplish those responsibilities.
0: Yeah. Dennis I would. Love to thank you for coming onto the show and taking your time to be on your show. We wish you the very best in your future, Asha, Thank you so much for co-hosting with me. It's always a pleasure. Thank um, you very much. Thank you, John. Uh, it's it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. and and privilege uh, to be honest. Although it is my or your
1: students' last day, and then my last day is is uh, next week, uh, Friday. Uh, but while the students are here on their last day, and we. We, we, we seize the moment in the, even if it is in the last day. So thank you very much for giving me this opportunity.
0: Thank you so much, Hocam. I would love to mention that Amity Connects will return for season two next year. So please stay tuned. Until then, peace and please enjoy your holidays. Thank you.